This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, one and all. How the devil are we? I'll have to get used to this new intro. Um, <laughs> it's Monday night, it's seven o'clock, it's review night. Why, why, why am I sat here watching the transfer show on Sky? God only knows I'm wasting half an hour of my life, aren't I? But we wish <laughs> we wish Ellen White all the best as she goes into retirement after uh, uh, a successful Euro. So all the best to her. But this is the review show and boy have we got a weekend to review strap yourself in because we're set up switched on and ready to go you are watching and listening to chris and lester till i die tv on youtube and your favorite podcasts
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right. Good evening and good evening to Louise. Welcome back, Lou. Hiya. Firing on all cylinders. Got the old internet plugged in and ready to go this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we rely on uh, we rely on technology so much. Uh, but no, first of all, before we get into the um, sort of the weekend, I mean, well done and congratulations to Ellen White on a a, a good career. What yeah, all time England leading goal scorer with 118 goals is pretty good, you know, to end. And obviously, winning the Euros this this summer is. I think for her, like, she probably could go on, but she's also, you know, probably wants to extend her club career, maybe. And also, you know, if you're going to go out, go out on the top when you've just won an international tournament. Like, there's probably not a better time to go out other than if it was the World Cup. So, yeah, I can't underestimate what she's done for England over the time she's been in the squad. Um, Just not just the goals. She seems a really nice girl as well. Like, you don't hear what you don't hear about any of the women's team, you know, any kind of egos or it just doesn't exist in the women's game so no. yeah she'll be yeah. missed if you will she will i mean one of the few names well one of two names herself and lucy bronze that i've actually heard of going into the tournament yeah <laughs> they do seem to have been around for a while and that's not insulting her that's obviously all credit to her um uh, but yeah sometimes you know it is good to go out on top who knows what can happen in the world cup but uh, is that next year for the women or the year after? Uh, no, it'll be next year, wasn't it? Because the Euros... The Euros is a year, was a year late, that's right. It yes. was a year late, so it'll be... Two, no, two years then. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Well, well at the end of the day, you know, she probably looked at it and thought, uh, there's a lot of youngsters, and we saw that in the squad, didn't we? There's a lot of youngsters yeah. nipping at her. At an ankle, so to speak. So uh, she probably yeah. looked at that and thought, "Let's go out on the top." And what, and what a way to go out with the, <laughs> the first medal in fifty, uh, well, nearly sixty years. So well done, yeah. well done to her. Um, oh, we care. Well, before we get into the actual games, we're looking at the news, and tonight it's um, as Sky would say, the big one. Um, yeah. I oh, and James just says here. Um, I wish Ellen White all the very best after a wonderful career, indeed. And welcome along, James. And Andrew, welcome along. That is going to be our next question that we'll bring up. And it was the obvious one, but we'll get Man United in Liverpool out of the way, first of all. Um, last time that, that this happened, the game was called off. Yeah, Klopp's been in, in the media this week, this week, hasn't he, saying that this, you know the game has to go ahead. And I kind of have to agree with him, like... I don't think it's a conscious effort from United fans to stop the game um, because, you know, they'll be looking forward to it. It's a big game for them in, in their season. So I don't think it's that. But I do think that it's a game where all eyes are on it. You know, it's the two biggest clubs in England really going head to head, you know, historically. Um, so I think there's a lot of eyes on it. And when you're as unhappy as the United fans are and have every right to be, mm it kind of makes sense that you do it on the big occasion. You you know, you do your protest on that big occasion where, like I said, the eyes are all on it and your feelings can, can be known. But 
I don't think they need to protest. People already know. The Glazers already know they're not liked. We all know that they don't like them. But at the end of the day, they're not going anywhere unless they choose to, you know. And that's the bottom line, that United fans don't have to like it because no one's going to like what the Glazers have done, you know, to to your club. But you have to just get over it a little bit and just know that unless someone comes up with mega money to buy United, which at the moment, you know, who would, then... Glazers stay, and that's just something they're going to have to pull with. There are there are a um, rumours, and I'm just looking in. I can't see what it is. But somebody that was after Chelsea has said they might go after Man United. But I mean, all all, all fairness to them, I suppose if we were going to to protest about something, we would wait until the Nottingham Forest game. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the big one. It's on telly, uh, and and yeah. to be honest with you. The, the, you know, the Glaziers, and I don't know them, and I don't know the full Manchester United story at all, obviously, uh, not being a fan, but I suppose it, it just shows the Glaziers that things aren't getting any nicer for them. And I was watching earlier, and Fergie winning, Fernie, put my teeth in and try that again, Fergie winning all the time kind of papered over the cracks, but there yeah. was still protests going on there. There was the green and yellow shirts, wasn't there, and everything. So, I wish, I wish them all the best. Um, you know, I think what they've got to say is, you know, even if somebody else now comes in, it's still going to take a few years for them to get back to, to even close. Yeah, if the, if the Glazers sell tomorrow, it isn't going to happen this season and it won't happen next season. Like I say, there's a rebuild that needs to happen there. But what needs to happen is somebody with some kind of clarity on what they're trying to do needs to be at the helm, and that's manager and owner. You know, they yeah. go hand in hand. Um, maybe Ten Hag is the right manager and they've just not got the right people, you know, owning it. Um, the amount of money they've took out is a lot, but they've also put money in. Um, so yeah, I think they, I get it, but at the same time, I do think sometimes the United fans are very quick to point out that the Glazers are the problem when maybe they should be looking at players a little more. Yes, yeah, it, it's it's where does the book stop, really, isn't it? That That's mm-hmm. the question. And talking about where the book stops, um, the manager for me is the, the, he's got manager on the door for a reason. And obviously, I'm going to be talking now about Brendan. Um, I was doing a live show here last night with 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 Anton Ants, Leicester Football Channel. Good channel, go and check it out if you don't already. Um, and it's it well somebody posted on twitter that he was going and it kind of has ballooned since then but Paddy power amongst others have stopped even taking bets on him going uh going next um looking at that performance they often say that when players cross that white line the manager has no influence and it's down to the players but the play, but he has got influence because he's got five substitutes he can make. He can bark messages out. He's making all those notes in his little book at the side. Well, we've seen that managers sending bits of paper onto the pitch with notes on and everything. So it is possible to get your message on. Um, what what is going wrong with Brendan? Do you think he's lost the dressing room? It's very difficult to say because we don't usually find that out until after the manager's gone, if he goes at all. Mm. The players aren't going to come out while he's still a manager and say we've got a problem with him on the whole. Um, I don't think he has. 
I just think it's been a rough start to the season. And I kind of think as well, like, do we want to go that Chelsea route of three and four games into a season, we're going to get rid of a manager? You know, there's a hell of a lot of games to turn this around. And, you know, has him getting his two fifth places in an FA Cup give him a little bit of a chance to actually kind of turn this around? You know, it's really difficult to say and I know this plan uh, the fans are very very split on it um for me I think he needs to be given more time you know we've not even had 10 games yet there is no need to panic about where we're going to finish or what's going to go on we've had a really unsettled team you know there's a lot of talk about players leaving you know Madison to Newcastle which is never going to happen um obviously Yuri to Arsenal was a bit more likely um but again like that's part of being a Leicester fan is that we are going to lose players. And I kind of feel like it's um, it's a good thing that our players get kind of connected with other teams because it means we've got good players. But at the same time, it does unsettle them, and it definitely has unsettled the team a little bit. And you know that doesn't help. But and eventually, yes, the book will stop with Rogers because it always stops with the managers. The players get away with being bad at their jobs. A damn sight more than managers get away with being bad at theirs. So, I mean, I, I, we've all been managed. Well, not we've not all been managed, but managers in all industries, not just football. And I've been a manager in the sales team, and I've been an area manager in my time. Um, and I can't sort of immediately just go and say, right, you know, I've got this person in the reserves that I can bring into my team because this person isn't performing. You know, I've got to look and I've got to look why they're performing. And I've got to look at that team and go, right, well, this person is good at this, so he should be doing that. And I have yeah. to work with that team. Now, to me, Brendan, and I've been a Brendan in fan for all last season. I was giving them all the excuses of let's get all the team back and what have you. But... I've now come to the point where I wanted Top to call him into his office at nine o'clock this morning and sack him. Because I, I personally have had enough. And like I say, I've been a, I've been a Brendan in. I'm a Brendan sort of, he's here to do uh, a project, um, that's Project Youth, whatever, and build it. But he's just, I see us play well. I mean, if I go back two seasons, due to injuries, he had to play in Acho and Vardy up front. What happened? Vardy was great with assists and got the most assists for the club that season. What happened with Inacho? He was the top goal scorer for us yeah. that season and was probably why he got into fifth. And then what happens the season after? Oh, he goes back to a one up front. He goes back to a one up front. And no disrespect to Jamie Vardy, and I'm so happy he signed a new contract. But with a 35-year-old that hasn't got the legs to maybe do what he was doing two or three seasons ago, when I look at Arsenal and see their performance and they moan about Arteta but with Arteta season on season they are improving yeah we were in a position yeah. where season on season we're declining we're getting worse and you know it is only three games in and, and I understand that totally but three games into last season basically showed how the rest of the season was going to go and when we've got <laughs> And we're allowing players to go, do you know what? My head's not in it. I still want my 50,000 or my 75,000 pounds a week. But I'm not going to, I'm going to sit in the stand and do you know what? I'm going to show you up because I'm not even going to stand up and cheer if, 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 if the team that's paying my big wages scores. Now, he should be done in the under 21s. 
I'm made to play there. And I know we, we you know we're paying an expensive player, but you know we've lost thirty million on on you know Scamani and players before. And then when he doesn't get picked for the French World Cup team, see how he feels then. You've got Tielemans who can't seem to do anything wrong, but he's absolutely shit at the moment. Now, I mean, he's, he's different to Fafana because Fafana, petulant Frenchman that's gone and, and he's moaning and what have you, where Tielemans at least has been playing, but he's just playing so shite at the moment. He got t- he's that bad, he got took off against the team that could be his future employers. And then we've got Dennis Pratt, who wants to play for the club, has had a great pre-season. What happens? Tielemans doesn't start against Southampton, um, but comes on and Pratt doesn't get a look in. This is the manager that couldn't run a train down a train track. Yeah, I, I disagree with a lot of that because, again, he can't. What it's difficult because of Yuri's contract, and he is very different to the Favana situation. Favana doesn't go anywhere unless Leicester want him to go anywhere. Same as Madison, or if someone came in for Barnes, they don't go anywhere because of the length of contract they're on. With Yuri, it's very different. But Leicester aren't stopping Yuri going. Chelsea aren't willing to pay what Leicester want, and he's still a Leicester player. So. For me, he does have to put his head back in the game and play so Chelsea buy him. If he plays brilliantly for Leicester and he's scoring goals and he's creating goals, that's going to make Chelsea think, actually, maybe he is worth this 80, 85 million, whatever it is Leicester are asking for him. Maybe we should just go and get him because we've got the money. We know he's good at this because he did this when he went from St Etienne to ourselves. I mean, you look at Madison... He's probably been our best player this season. Yeah, he's been linked with Newcastle and everywhere, so he can do it. As I say, Tielemans last season, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't playing in his in his he's been playing a more defensive role than he was used to because of the injuries. Um, mm-hmm. and he was still showing fight when we won a corner and what have you. But except the moment on these first couple of games, he's been absolutely rubbish. But then you're bringing that player on that is rubbish, and you've got Pratt, who at the moment is probably better than him. That's permanent, though, isn't it? That's his permanent form is temporary. Now, whether you think he was world-class to start off with, which personally I do, you can, and again, it's really difficult because when he gets the ball, he is capable of doing great things with it. All players go through patches. Do you just then say, well, you're not good enough now, go, go, go to Chelsea? Or do you actually say, right, we want you here because we know what you can do and what you have done for us. You're going through a bit of a bad patch right now, but we're still going to back you because that's what's going to give him confidence, hopefully, to play better. And I think he will when the window is shut because I do think it's turned his head and it shouldn't have done. Yeah, but He should be professional, like Madison is. And Fabana the same. They need to be professional. The professional players, they need to be professional. But it's not that easy. It's not that easy. We all remember Mares, don't we? You know, going on strike and that's but fine. Eventually, left eventually. He did, he did. And if we get the right offer, Fafana will go. I mean, Fafana, yeah. as he's been a petulant Frenchman, and to be honest with you, at the moment, for me, stick him in the in the in the reserves. We can't, can't, can't said also, in, in, we don't know what's been saying behind closed doors because Brendan is no, not no. going to come out and talk about it. Nobody. And I don't think it would be right to come out and talk about it because those things should be kept behind closed doors. 
But a player that's, not being, that's being paid, or what? I don't know what he's on, 75 grand a week minimum, I'm guessing. A player yeah. that's on that sort of money, first of all, says he can't, he's too, he's not there to play. When, when every time the camera went on to him, he was on his phone or talking to his girlfriend, he wasn't even watching the game. And when we scored, he didn't even celebrate. Now that, I'm sorry, that's a club fine for me. That is a, you get you get dumped out for the next few games until the transfer window's over. Not your decision that you don't want to play. My decision as manager that I'm not playing you. Well, now, I mean, Brendan, Brendan might well do that. We've not played since, so he might well do that. And that's what I'm trying to say. We need to, like, see this as a bit of... We need to see how it plays out. If he plays in the next game, which... Again, I don't know whether he will do. He's, he didn't want to play because he doesn't want to get injured before a Chelsea move. That's the bottom line of it. We all know that. That's why he didn't want to play. It's got nothing to do with his head being turned. It's the fact he didn't want to get injured before before there's a possibility that he can go and play for Chelsea. Now, the window shuts soon, so that then becomes... There is no possibility until we get to January. For me, it doesn't show that he wants to step. I can't blame him for wanting to go to Chelsea because they are going to be in Europe every single season and probably in the Champions League most seasons. So I don't blame him wanting to go. What I blame him for is exactly what I blame Mares for is how you do it. How you put in that move. If you go and you play great football, teams will want to buy you and they'll want to offer you what Leicester think you're worth and then Babs Winkle, you get your move. You yeah. don't need to be dicks about it, which is what they're being. Yeah. Like I say, it's petting and child stuff. I don't disagree with that at all, but we don't know how Brendan is dealing with that behind closed doors. Actually, no look, idea and we never will have. It's not just for Farmer. He's picking... He's, he's, we used to say Nigel Pearson was stubborn. He's played a Martin. I like a Martin as a player, but he cannot play on that left side where Rogers has picked him when we have got a left-footed yeah. defender sat on the bench scratching his ass. He, you know, what? what is he seeing? Why, you know, why is... I mean, you know, things that fans can see. Now, if 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 Cags is injured, then he shouldn't even be on the bench. And like I say, Tielemans, I'm sorry, if you're bad, you're bad. If it's confidence, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know some players are confidence players. Or well, go down again and play another 21 for a couple of weeks. Have a couple of good games and get your confidence. Yeah. But when you've got a player who has played better pre-season than Tielemans did, I mean, Tielemans didn't come back to the, to, to right at the last minute, yeah, and he said, I've, "I've I've had a word with the manager. We've made up, and you know what? I want to stop and fight for my place." He gets thirty minutes against Arsenal. That was Rogers throwing him to the Lions because whoever came on in that game, we were going to lose. And now Rogers can turn around and say, "Well, you know what? When Pratt came on, he wasn't very good." Rogers just is not the good manager that everybody seems to think. He won a lot at Celtic. He won a lot at Celtic. But there was no Rangers for most of that because they were still coming back up from the bottom league that they'd been dumped in. Saying, but, you know, season, we were saying that about Cags. Absolutely, fans were absolutely slating him and now they want him playing. He hasn't changed as a player. He's the same player he's always been. So if yeah. it was crap last season, why would you want him in your side now? Now, is yes, I agree. You need a left-sided defender. Yeah. Maybe they should be thinking about that in the summer. That you can argue, but again, we don't know what the financial situation is because KP obviously is a duty-free business that has had no business for two years. So we don't know what the financial situation is. We don't know what he wanted and what he was promised. We don't know anything. So 
we're all very quick to blame Rogers for what he has inside and what he's trying to do without knowing what's going on in the back. Yeah, but that's why Rogers is paid ten million pounds a year. One thousand percent. But what I'm saying is, we don't know the full facts of it. No, we never will. But that's fine. We don't. We don't. We won't. We'll never know the full facts of it. So we can only we can only go on what we see. But what we see is very little, and that's what we need to remember. What it we is. see is very little of what actually goes on. We will, and we will never know. But if he goes, we will not. We'll, what is going to happen? Still going to have those same players. When you those players cross that line, they should be doing better than what they're doing. But then that they is down to the than what they're doing. Down to the manager because like, you can see managers. I mean, Ralph sat, Ralph stood there and said, "When we went two one down, he knew he could get it back." Now that says a lot about Leicester, a team that has lost nine 0 in seasons running, thinking we can get it back. He stood on the edge of that pitch. He's telling people where to go. He's making substitutions to change the game. What have we got? We've got a seal that stood there clapping, writing his takeaway down in his notebook, and and not <laughs> would that inspire you? Because I tell you what, it wouldn't inspire me. If I was being paid that amount of money, I wouldn't need inspiration. My my professional pride would do that. Well, why have a manager then? Why not just have somebody that says, "Well, got all these yeah, players." Is what I'm trying to say though. You can't just blame Brendan when he sends them out there with a plan and they don't deliver that plan. He can't do anything about that. Yes, he needs to be maybe more dynamic on the on the side of the pitch. But if they're not listening to him, what's the point? And my sales team, and I can hear somebody making a really really bad call, um, and he finishes the call, and I go, "Yeah, not very good, was it? Do better next time." Or do I take him aside and say, "You know what? I was listening to that. Didn't get it quite right. I think you need to be more blah 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 blah." But maybe that's what Brendan's doing. We, that's what I'm saying. We don't know what Brendan's saying to the players. We've got no idea what he's saying to the players. No, but he doesn't. No see- idea what he's saying at half time. No idea what he's saying after the game. No idea what he's saying in training. No idea what he's saying to him when they're out in the lunch. All, we don't all know. The is, is what he's saying in press conferences, and that is having digs at the owners all the time. But maybe that is the problem. Maybe he didn't get what he wanted. So he's, he, but then he should be more professional, like you saying the players should be, and he's certainly it, not. They say it has been professional. professional. It, sorry, it has been professional. If he, if he's got a problem with the owners, he needs to go and talk to them about it. Mm. Ideally, that's what you would want, isn't it? As a owner, as a owner, and if you had a manager, you would want them to come and talk to you if they had a problem. Which again, maybe he has done. Maybe he has done. He's gone and said this to them, yeah. and we don't mind. Everybody's saying on all his press conferences, oh, he's having a dig at the owners for this, he's having a dig at the owners. I blame a lot of this on Brendan Rodgers coming out, and I'm going to qualify this in a second. When he <laughs> came out and said, we need to sell before we can buy, he might as well have say, put a sign up outside the KP saying, fire sale. Now, you know, people are going to look at it and go like, oh, God, right, so Madison, let's go for Madison, let's go for Farner. Now, he may not be being given the money he wants, right? And I accept that. And I, I don't want Leicester to be the, like Barcelona and just sign a lot of players and then we can't register the whole card. I don't want us to gamble on getting into Europe like Leeds did and end up going bust again. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I understand, you know, if you've got to have a couple of iffy seasons, let's say, yeah. while we get it, turn it around, I, I'd sooner have that and have a club at the end of it. And if we're not going to go down, I don't think we know, I don't think we are that bad. Mm-hmm. But... 
maybe, and this is where I think Rogers has been held out to dry a little bit, is that why didn't Susan White, so sorry, Susan Whelan, or I presume we have we have got a press conference guy who who seems to have sort of never appeared. I don't know who who the hell he is. Come out and say or make a statement on on the website saying this is our position moving in and this is what we've got to do and say look we're not going out of business we're not losing money but we have got a big squad we have got players on high wages and we because of FFP we have to move that out to get players in instead they they let Brendan go out who was forced with that question like you know about buying players. Mm-hmm. And maybe he should have said, look, you need, you know, as you said on, on, on Thursday, this or last week, you know, I'm here to deal with the, the, the football side. And maybe with that, he should have batted that away. But coming out and saying that, so yes, I think he shouldn't have said it and he's caused all this trouble. But I also think he was hung out to dry a little bit. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, in, he's not intentionally, obviously, done it to cause trouble. Every single person is asking the same question. It's on Sky News and they're asking that question. Us as Leicester fans are asking the question. So it needs to be answered because you worry. Like, we were worried that it was was seriously financially worrying. Why have you not got one player? Like, that just doesn't happen, does it? Every team signs at least one player. I think Tottenham is the one. Don't forget the amazing uh, Alex Smithers that we've got. Let's not forget him. You know, again, I know what you said. I guess I, I, get, I, don't I, don't want, I don't want to like throw the owners under the bus either because they've done amazing things for us since they've, they've come in. And like I said, their business has had to have been affected by the pandemic. Obviously, it was like quite clearly, you're not going to do very well as a duty free business when no one's traveling. No. So maybe they should have come out, but that's not Brendan's fault that they didn't. He has asked a question and he's answered the oh, question. No, I'm saying. I don't think he should have answered it, but I'm not saying, you know, he had, you know, he had to think on his feet because, you know, face yeah. is in front of the cameras. And on that occasion, I do believe he was hung out to dry. Um, but I just, when we played Southampton, and like I say, I mean, you know, there's a lot of fans want him out now. I think it was two thirds of the fans in the poll I did want him out. Mm-hmm. Only one third want him in. Let's face it, we win five more games, the next five games. And it will reverse round. We know that. Yeah. That's, that's football. <laughs> you know. And, you know, well, I, I'm playing a lot of this. And I always say to people, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you know, everything Lou says. I'm playing devil's advocate a lot of the time, obviously, for the discussion. Um, but when you look at, to, you know, a, a wet Friday in October 2019 on the South Coast, Leicester came out and played 4-1-4-1 and won 9-0. Ten of the squad are still in the squad that yep. played on Saturday. We are going. This coach at the moment, I, you know, I think he's just taking us backwards. You know, how can a team go from? And I know, obviously, I know that Southampton have improved, and it's never going to be probably another nine nil again. But no. we should still be at least maybe two or three. When we went one nil up, we just sat back and go, "Well, that's it." Again, like. Brendan has a game plan, obviously. He sends them out with a game plan. And that game plan changes to who scores first. First goals are usually very important in the Premier League, as is defending corners and attacking corners, neither of which we've been very good at for a long time. 
um, said that to me is more of an issue. Not that we're losing gains. It's things like that. Mm. Can't defend a corner. Right, then you get them on that training pitch till they can defend a corner. Because it's such a big thing. Like, corners and free kicks are huge in the Premier League. Like, so many goals get scored on corners that if you can't defend one, then you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. That, to me, is more of an issue than is losing. You know, and where we want to be, we need to be beating teams like Southampton home and away. You know, if we're going to get European football, realistically, yeah, yeah. we need to be beating those kinds of those kinds of teams. So I get where the frustration's coming from, but we're three games in. Like, it's just, have to give him more time. If they let him go now, it could be a bigger mistake than keeping him. And yes, you can argue there's been... We'll never know, we'll will we? You know. Unless they let him go, we'll never know whether that's the right or wrong decision. Who knows? Yeah. But and who's going to replace him? Well, who will we'll people want to replace him? In a second, because um, I had this conversation. I fell out with Anton. Well, I didn't fall out with him. I had a bit of banter with him about who might replace him on his show last night. Terry mm-hmm. is saying there. Uh, just listen to Radio Leicester. Evans disagreed with Rogers' comments after the match. Captain arguing with manager, lots of dressing room, certainly, he says. But, well... Um, One player does not make the dressing room. No. Hope all of you are well. Hi, Scott. Thank you very much. Uh, Yuri plays shit, but Brendan still plays him. Um, people saying hello to each other. We're going to end up losing Pratt as well. Well, I've said, I have listened since he said he's stopping. I've now seen another thing saying that he wants to go away. But it's all paper. A lot of this is paper talk. People uh, also need to need to kind of get that that a lot of this stuff is pure rumor. Hmm. Until you see it on the official site or on Sky News, ignore it. And make sure that it's the real Sky News and not this Sky News that I just saw when it said that they were letting him go and it was Sky News. I thought, oh, my God, actually, maybe it's true. And then I find out actually it's a fake account and it's not Sky News at all. Yes, yeah. You need to, like, check your sources, people. Check your sources. As as somebody that has has Ant again sent me a link on Twitter saying Brendan uh, uh, was possibly going, it was something from 2019, the the, the sod. Yeah. but, um, yeah, no player is bigger than the club, quite right, James. Hi, Phil. Good evening. How the devil are you? Um, I just... There should be United Front. And like you say, when there is so much rumour going on about... I mean, if we Players, were... managers. If we were a public-listed company now, our shares would have gone through the floor. Oh, yeah. Because of all the... Yeah. Because yeah, so, we're losing... Yeah. We'd... If you believe everything you hear, we're losing. We've already lost Michael, who was our number one goalkeeper. We're losing our one of our best midfielders in Madison, apparently, to Newcastle. And then, obviously, for Farnes to Chelsea. So, if you believe everything you read, it would be real bad news for Leicester. What really bad. If we're a public limited company, and good evening, Harry, welcome along. Um, if, if, we were, if we were a public listed company, it's rumours that hit the share price. Mm. And you suddenly have a yeah. company that's worth nothing. That's when you need somebody from the from the, the um, uh, club to come out and make a statement. And not hearing anything from the club because they all seem to be hiding behind their locked office doors and what have you. Not sticking their head above the uh, the windowsill because they're not coming out and saying anything. That's adding more fuel to the fire. And I don't expect don't them to come out and give. Do you think that can also work the other way though? If you're not hearing it from the club, why are you listening to it? 
Unless it's coming from the club, why listen to it? Football fans and shows like this. But do you know what I'm I'm trying to say? It's nothing official. If this, if if we were, uh, uh, you know, on the stock market, rumours would only last so long until they were just dismissed and and the price would go back up again because it's just rumour. The stock stock market's up and down every day because of rumours, but they don't keep the price down if they're not true. They only keep it down if they're true. Because at the end of the day, we're football fans. We live on hearing news about our club, you know. And I I just think when... We we, have gone from being the club that everybody looks up to and says, this is how a club should be run. It's brilliant, blah, 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 to almost completely the opposite. But, let you know... We will see what happens. We will Nothing's get- changed in my eyes. The owners yeah. are still doing what they think is right for Leicester, and maybe there should I be have- a bit more forthcoming with it, but I I've got no worries about it. I have complete faith in the owners. Top has got to sort King Power out first. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as I said over the weekend, I've worked for a company that, that, that was successful, that was making money, but the parent company was losing money yeah. hand over fist. Parent company went bump. And we went bump with it. So yeah. Top has got to get KP right. Um, and he, he, you know, the way he's looking at it, and he's got a very, very good um, thing that, you know, when we get this expansion through, which hopefully the, the, the council, if we didn't have such a dickhead council as we've got in Leicester, when that goes through, hopefully, that will obviously help the organic growth of the club. But we then still yeah. got to remember, even with our ground expansion we're still only half of man united yeah and so we're not going to be able to compete with those sorts of clubs also and, you don't want to grow too fast because that no. can cause you problems yeah. as well so it's, it's that fine balance isn't it yeah. and, well, and that's yeah. what i do feel they've been good they're, yes they want us to be you know winning trophies and we have won trophies under them but they've also appreciated that it's got to be that steady yes that yeah. natural growth rather than just going out and spending Crazy, crazy well, amount. We, we moved stadium. We actually moved stadium. We went. Well, we got relegated. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that did. That didn't work out well. Um, but yeah, I just. Um, I, I mean, for me, when I look at the Great Escape season, and again, I keep going on about that. But it was the last time I had a season ticket, and I was travelling eight hours, eight hours every home game to see us lose. But when we lost, we were putting a the effort in. I never came away from any of those games thinking that the lads hadn't performed well. But don't you think success has made that expectation? Yes, it There's has. more expectation over Leicester than there ever has been in my lifetime. You know, when I hear fans say an eighth is a disappointment, what? No, like, no. I, was, I was more than happy with eighth last season. Eighth and, and, and a semi-final in Europe, yeah, <laughs> that is not a bad season, you no. know. What I am saying is, yes, did I expect to get anything from Arsenal? 100% no. We've won there once in the Premier League ever, you know. Yeah, we can beat them in the season we won it. Yeah, we've only won one. And they did, as they said, they did this all over, so we won the damn thing. 
But it was the way in which we capitulated that, that got me. But like you say, we're not just talking Leicester here. So it's, uh, you, you're going to have 30,000 yeah, <laughs> people in the uh, stadium and you're going to get 30,000 different views. We know that. Um, yeah, but they have actually brought out, as they always do, um, and it is the sun. You believe it or you disbelieve it, but they are the same people that own Sky News. And so, you know believe one maybe you've got to believe the other but it, who who is sort of favorite to to get the next job now i i laughed at, come, at some of these because and i've only got the top four here but when ant said this i literally spit my drink out because uh, he said he would he would be happy with sean dyche to come in maybe in a temporary basis and he's very much a, 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 a um a, a, you know a get brandon out now um Mm-hmm. Uh, position, but my God, not no, no, it's got no, no, not Sean Dice, surely. Even on a temporary, but even a day as a temporary contract would be a day too many. But if you're talking about Rogers being defensive and going, you know, parking the bus once we get one nil up, what do you think Sean Dice is going to do? Mm. If you're changing your manager, you've got to change the style, or there's no point. Yeah. There's no point replacing Brendan with Brendan. That's pointless. Exactly. And I said I said this to him, I did, I went uh... Oh no. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. In fact I could say oh no. Again, Sean Dyche, by the way. I like Sean Dyche. I think he's a good I think he's a decent manager and the job he did at Burnley should always be applauded. Do I want him at Leicester? No. No. There was a time back in the Paolo Souza days when he was getting linked with us. I was thinking, yeah, maybe, yeah. but not now. Same with well, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, no. lovely guy. He got he got dumped on from a big height at Man United, but no, we know um, it. It it would have gone soon if he hadn't been Oli. Rafa Benitez, and hmm. yeah, I'd like Rafa. I'd go sure. with Rafa. See, I'm not sure because you've got Brendan who. Maybe he, he wants to buy anyone. We always say, don't we, how good would these managers be if they didn't if they couldn't buy players? Yeah. You know, an old Rochdale. And maybe that's what we're seeing with Rogers now that he is a manager that's got to buy players to look good. I'm not sure about Rafa, but then in Rafa's defence, Newcastle what went down and he brought them back yeah. up. So yeah. uh, what, he, what me, he did with Newcastle with no budget in a very, very difficult set of circumstances where the fans were so anti, you know, the ownership, where it was just, it was it was vitriol and it was nasty, toxic environment to have to work in. Mm. What he did there, can only, again, can only be employed. Yes, they went down, but like you say, they came straight back up. And that was, that was because of Rafa. Like any, you know, Newcastle fan will tell you that. It was because of Rafa. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to Rafa. No. Um, but again, he will, he will want money and he'll want backing if he comes. So, if yes. you're going to give it to Rafa, why not give it to Rogers? Like, no, you know, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a fair argument. Uh, I mean, you, you know, James, the Everton fan, and we know what Everton think of Benitez. <laughs> um, probably the wrong person to go to it, but Benitez to Leicester to me doesn't look like a good fit. It certainly didn't to Everton, but I have to put up with it. And just very quickly, Anthony says, is that a Norwich City badge on your top, Louise? Uh, no, it's a Fletney County cricket. 
<laughs> I had to look at it twice. I'm going to be honest with you. It was just the yellow. It was just the yellow. Um, if you're talking about managers that are in the jobs, and I suppose the three that are linked are Graham Potter's not going to become come to us at the moment because he's in the middle of a, of a project, if you like, at Brighton. Uh, and doing a good job there as well. From Southampton, because I think he does. I think it's a bigger club, and no disrespect to Southampton, they've just beaten us. But you know, he's he's been having to deal year after year with selling his best players. Now he's got new owners in, so it'd be interesting to see what happens this season. Yeah. But I wouldn't be adverse to that. Steve Cooper, good manager at Nottingham Forest, but he's not going to leave Nottingham Forest in the short term. Uh, because again, you know, he's going to see how far he can go in Nottingham Forest, obviously. And also, you know, again, if we're going to get rid of a try and tested Premier League manager, which Rogers is, he, you know, nearly won the thing. Yeah. Sorry, but that's what I want in return. I want someone who has managed in the Premier League and has been successful in the Premier League. Well, but why, again, are you getting rid of Rogers if you're not getting that? Like, talking, that, about, you know, that. talking about that. The favourite to get the job, and I, I must admit, when I, when this was, this has been mentioned in the past, I laughed, but I don't necessarily think it's out of the realms of possibility. And, and after this, we'll move on to the rest of the games. But uh, Potocino. Now everybody said yeah. like, oh, is he going to be like an Ancelotti? He's not going to come, etc. But I think he, and, and this is a point a few people have made and made it as well that. He's got unfinished business in the Premier League. Again, he'll want backing. He'll want money. If you've oh, got any money. manager will. Yeah, any yeah. manager will. Um, but, you know, if you're going to get rid of Brendan Rodgers, like you say, there's no point getting rid of Brendan Rodgers, who is probably a, let, let's say, you know, a, a, a grade seven manager out of ten, right? You're not going to replace with the Steve Cooper, who in Premier League standards at the moment is a one or two, and we'll see how he goes. Or yeah. a um, uh, a Graham Potter who's maybe a six or, or a seven. Where Potticino, he has been there, done it, you know, got the team into a Champions League final. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be out of the question, but I just can't see it happening. I'd be surprised, but I was surprised when Rodgers came. I was surprised when Rodgers came to Leicester. So nothing, you know, at the end of the day, if they, the Premier League has an, a certain draw to it. Teams in the Premier League are going to nine times out of ten get the manager they want because it's the Premier League. You know, it's the best league in the world. I don't care what anyone says for competition and for um, prestige. It's the best in the world. So managers want to come and manage and, and kind of hone their skills in the Premier League. So that I think is a huge thing. Yes. Uh, My only problem with again is how much money is going to be there because he's not coming if the money's not there. Yeah. Um, and right now, I'm not sure the money is there. And just going back to what we were saying before when I was saying about how I felt Rogers was hung out to dry a little bit, you know, he spent his whole summer, he says, trying to talk to these players to get them to come. Yeah. And then only to be told, sorry, the cupboard is bare. Why wasn't yeah. he told that at the start so he didn't waste? So that's maybe why he's a little bit annoyed. It's yeah. not all Brendan's oh, fault. But... People think that as well, though, because you can say, well, why didn't he ask? Why is he not finding out what his budget is before he's going to look for players? Now then, be careful, you're knocking Rogers here. Now, I know what you're saying. It is... It's, it's not both ways, can't it? It's completely open, yeah. And whilst yeah. whilst I want him to go on performances that I've seen and on, like, you know, he's, he's out he's outthought tactically by managers with less experience than him, 
um, you know, Steven Gerrard, who he had as a player, outfought him tactically in the game. But, you know, whilst I can still see the long-term prospects of keeping him, and it is a, I mean, what, what odds would you have got, you know, looking at the, um, the bottom three of Leicester, Man United, West Ham, that would have been more than the 5,000 to 1 that he got on us to win the league. And where yeah. were Arsenal after three games last season? And they ended up in the Europa League. So, yeah. It, such it, a long way to go, yeah. Such a long it, way to go. But I just think there's just sort of, what the hell is that training top of Man United? My God, it looks like, they've, you know, in the cartoons when they shove a finger in the uh, in the light <laughs> socket and it goes like that. My God. Uh, Anthony, by the way, I did get your Twitter. I'll answer it uh, uh, afterwards, after the show is finished. Um, There's some yeah. horrible kids this season. That's one thing I will say about there are, it. There are. And, you know, I say, I just think, you know, you look at some of the decisions Leicester have made, getting a, a guy in who's going to help with our recruitment, but he can't come in until after the recruitment's finished. Uh, yeah. no, second, no second strip, away stripping yet. You know, why don't you make the third strip, second strip, if that's coming out? There's so many things that you look at and go like... The thing with the guy about recruitment, though, is, yes, OK, it's not going to work for this window, but if he is the right guy and a good guy to bring in, then it will work for other windows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's the, it's the long-term thing of, right, OK, we can't get him now, so we might miss this window, which is a problem, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of money this window anyway. Mm. So let's get the right guy for the next window, for January and next summer, when we have got that money, when we're hopefully you know, KP is back on its feet a bit more and there is more money around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, bigger grounds and, and what they want to do with the ground is going to cost. The and training ground costs the, a lot of money. Right? Yeah, but I think all the all these individually, you'd say, yeah, OK, it's, you know, it happens sort of thing. But I just think it's all yeah. happening at one time. It's just making that... that that that, that molehill is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But anyway, that's the thing. Yeah. Very quickly, Scott. No, I wouldn't want to sit down because he'd want more money than anybody and we couldn't afford him. And we know, yeah, James, we've just answered that. Well, believe it or not, there was more than just our game played at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so we will go through these reasonably quickly now. Um, uh, but, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to talk more about Leicester because we're a Leicester channel, you know. Um, Spurs left it late, but Spurs do what Spurs do and beat Wolves. Um Wolves are struggling this season, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, maybe it's because they were punching above the weight before and now they're kind of finding the level. Um, I'm not entirely sure, really, but, yeah, they are a bit. But, again, only three games gone. It's it's way too early to be worrying too much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Spurs, just, they're just a different team under Conte, aren't they? They're just got more steel and more determination to make sure that they get points out of games, whether it's, you know, stealing a draw or, you know, defending well to win the game, just yeah. seem a lot, a lot just more compact and, and better at keeping a lead, better at getting points when maybe they don't deserve them. Yeah. I'm just watching Man United uh, <laughs> on Sky. My God, are they milking this new signing? <laughs> you've got that's, that's good he's, he's, he's making an appearance for the crowd he's going to last longer than the 90 minutes of the game I'll tell you um, I've you, never heard of him I don't follow foreign football so I've never I heard of him I don't know I've, I've no idea whether he's good bad or indifferent to be honest with you but um, 
the, the next one, um, and I, I, I did I did useless on the uh, predictions again this week. Palace beating Villa. Uh, for me, that was a battle of the mid-table teams. Um, I don't yeah. think I don't think Stephen Gerrard is going to be under any sort of pressure. But you know, again, he's he's got to start putting results together, hasn't he? Eventually, yeah. I mean, again, it's really difficult because Villa is a huge club that obviously not long back in the Premier League. So it would be interesting uh, to kind of be that fly on the wall in the pre-season, kind of meeting between him and the owners to what they actually think is successful and what they're expecting, you know, mm. for the money. Um, but yeah, I think mid-table probably is where they'll end up. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's still learning on the job, isn't he? He's still mm. relatively new to management and, again, doing a really good job. So I think his job's safe for the foreseeable yeah future um but yeah and you start getting results otherwise it's gonna obviously eventually get results everton um i mean west ham let forest beat them i mean one job west ham come on what the hell are you doing uh now everton you know they i watched them in the first game of the season against chelsea and i know they lost but uh it was at home where they are stronger and i actually thought yeah they actually look really good um and then, of course, they lost last week, but their away form last season wasn't very good. They would have looked at this, and this is a game they should have been winning when you're looking at playing a promoted side. Obviously, it's not played on paper, but I think Forest will be happier than Everton with that point. Yeah, for sure. Because, again, Everton obviously did not have the season they wanted to. And it always seems to be the start of the season where they have their issues. And, you know, yes, they turned it around at the end of the season, obviously not to go down. You're not going to get away with that forever. And if Everton do go down, again, I will say it, they're in serious trouble. They're just going into this brand spanking new stadium. And it needs to be a Premier League stadium because it, I mean, the look of it and it looks amazing. It deserves to be a Premier League stadium. Um, And it, it needs to be obviously for the financial side because... Yeah, I would seriously worry for Everton. You know, I don't know exactly what their financial, their owners' finances are like, but mm. I can imagine that would not be good. And you a don't want to go into a new stadium in, 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 you know, not in the Premier League, do you? You want it to yeah. start, start where you mean to continue. And and you know, two teams there that you know will probably, well, certainly Everton already have done. You know, it's not just the case of going out and buying players. <laughs> you can no. do that all you want, but you, you need to. You, it's a team, not just players. You need uh, Fulham, Brentford. My God, I predicted Fulham to go down. Well, I didn't actually predict Fulham to go down. I predicted them to be sixteenth, but they're having a good start. Again, yeah, good start. But it's you know, marathon not a sprint. I still worry for Fulham because, and I worry for all of the promoted sides because it's so difficult taking that step up. Um, but yeah, a really good result against the Brentford side, who have obviously had themselves a very good start to the season, and not the result I was expecting at all. So, yeah, from a Fulham point of view, they've gone, they you know they were at home, which again they need good home form if they are going to stay in the division. Um, you'd suspect. So yeah, good good start, but that's all it is. It's a start. Brentford had had a good start up until that point, hadn't they? Yeah. But yeah, really that's why I think I was surprised at the result more than anything is the fact that Brentford have played such good football. Um, but it does go to show as well, you know, you're not on your on the metal for a week, then you're not going to win in the Premier League. So, you know, it's a very unforgiving league. Yeah, 
um, and anyone can beat anybody. So, yeah, no, it is. And having come back from 2 0 down, I think they were lucky to lose by the odd goal in five. Uh, Leicester Southampton, we've, we've, we've spoken enough about that. <laughs> we don't need to get back on that topic, otherwise, we'll, we'll be running into the next show. Uh, Bournemouth had a good start with the win against Villa, but then the reality <laughs> bites they've had, you know, a bit of. But they're getting these games out of the way early, I guess. You know, they got beaten by um, uh, Man City last week. And, you know, we know what a good side Arsenal are at the moment. Yeah, and I think it's really important for Arsenal to beat those kinds of teams. Again, newly promoted sides. If you have aspirations of winning the league, which is what Arsenal fans are talking about, if you have aspirations of finishing in that top four, which again is what Arsenal fans are talking about, you have to beat teams like Bournemouth. Yeah. You know, and that's not disrespectful to Bournemouth. You know, they beat us obviously as well. And they just need to again, it's momentum, isn't it? That's the thing about not performing very well at the beginning of the season and why I'm like I, I worry in, you know, inverted commas, but Leicester is the fact that you don't get momentum. You need to I don't know what the word is, but it's just you know, start as you mean to go on, isn't it? Yeah. and hope that it lasts um, until the season finishes. But I don't think Arsenal will win it. I don't see anybody but Man City winning it. But I do expect them to get top four this year. Yes, yes. And then we're looking at uh, yesterday's games. Um, <laughs> three of them. I mean, my God. Um, <laughs> Leeds and Southampton, two teams I predicted will be in the bottom three. Both uh, <laughs> of them getting the win. Southampton, yeah. I mean, Lee, we've got them up next, Chelsea. I can't see Leicester putting in the sort of performance that would get us a 3-0 win. OK, it was at Leeds, but fair play to them. Yeah, again, playing Chelsea, those kinds of sides, it's almost bonus points for teams like like Leeds and us, isn't it? Yes. If you, if you get anything, then it's a bonus, and it's, it's certainly not what you're expecting. By all accounts, I, I didn't watch the game, but... Um, by all accounts, Leeds deserved that 3-0 win as well. That you know, It wasn't a fluky kind of five or ten minutes. They, they played really well in that team. And mm. I think with Chelsea, from the Chelsea side again, it's losing ground on Arsenal, it's losing ground on Spurs so early in the season that it just puts you on that back foot. Chelsea could go undefeated till the end of the season. They've got a team that is capable of doing that. But it just, again, it's not the best start and... Yeah. Things going on there, isn't there? That you know, new ownership. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's talk of Tuchel losing his job, which is insane to me. But again, who knows what's going to happen there? That was indeed. And then West Ham uh, <laughs> having a worse start than we are. Yeah, uh, disappointing. I think from a West Ham point of view is that they've not been able to start this season kind of off the back of what they did last season because they, they obviously had a really good season last season. Um, you know, Moyes was being employed it as, you know, a great manager, which I actually believe he is. I think he's a, a good manager, but I don't think he's as good as what people were making him out to be last season. Um, and I think maybe that's now showing a little bit. But again, it's really early to say, you know, they could still finish in that, you know, top six. Yes. Um, they've obviously got the squad to do it because they did it last year. Um, obviously, European football... You know, may have a problem trying to compete in both, but and that's so. why I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because the squads, they're like, I think they're a very light Leicester. They've got a great team, but then when you go to that second bit underneath, 
which you need to do to be able to do Europe and the Premier League. That's not there. And I think West Ham probably have, you know, similar problems in that respect. Indeed. Now, I must admit, I'm not going to say, you know, I often say I don't know much about football. Some predictions are useless. Uh, I was the only one on the prediction show that actually went that Newcastle would get anything from this. And I went for one all draw, uh, I believe. Or was it a two-two? Um, I went. Uh, I went for. A t- I went for a Desmond. I went for a two-two. But it was three, three. No, I mean Manchester. I mean they, they they were they were on the ropes. They came back as you would expect good champions to do. Yeah. Uh, fair play again. Fair play to Newcastle. He's, he's got them. Eddie Howe's got them purring a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah, I just think again, it's it's off the back of last season, obviously when Howe took over and the ownership took over, they were in a very bad place, looking like they were going to go straight back down. Um, and again, you got to give credit where credit's due because yes, they have spent a lot of money, mm. but they're spending it wisely. You know, they're not trying to get players that are way above where they are. They're trying to do it in those those steps. Um, and I think the owners and the ownership, the people that they've put in place seem to have their heads in the right place they're, they're doing the right things saying the right things um can they get europe this season yeah i think they might but i think it will be a good season again if they finish somewhere between nine and say 11 12 12 yeah yeah um yeah i think yeah i, I think they've been i'm surprised they did it as well as they did last year because i thought we we're going to drop back down again so maybe that is their season this season it's mm. going to be another long and interesting one isn't it Indeed, <laughs> but uh, hey lou thank you so much for coming on um put me in my place <laughs> that's what i like <laughs> no it's all about it's all about opinions isn't it and um and yeah. you know, different opinions and like it's, i said the thing so, is, like i said you can flip it all ways can't you and yes. it depends how you want to see it a lot of the time and oh 100 um, yes yeah but yeah yes but uh, no i really do appreciate that thank you very much and i will see you at the same time next week same time next week look after yourself take care and uh, your mother-in-law is not going to be very happy at the moment either is she no <laughs> Both in the same place. Yes. <laughs> Take care, Louise. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Louise there. Um, as always, appreciate uh, appreciate her input. She knows. She talks a lot more sense than I do. Let's put it that way. Uh, and it's always good, to be honest with you, it's always good to have the two sides to the argument. If you've got two people that are basically saying, yeah, you're right. You don't get any discussion. I'm going to go. I'm going to be back in 57 minutes with Steve Linux and Brad, and we're doing the prediction show. Thanks for watching, and if you've been listening on the uh, podcast, thank you so much for listening as well. Take care, guys, and I will see you all at 9 o'clock. Don't touch that dial. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time.
for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like the duo. I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.